Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Michael Svaranina, CIO at Holy Name Medical Center. In this segment, we talk about how and why the organization developed its own information system, their plans to expand it beyond the four walls of Holy Name, and the prioritization pyramid. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. My pleasure. So to get things started, can you just give a little bit of background information about Holy Name Medical Center, uh, you know, what you have in terms of bed size, um, ambulatory care, things like that? Holy Name is a hospital in Teaneck, New Jersey. We're 362 licensed beds. Uh, we have an ER department. We have a cancer center. The hospital over the years has been growing and adding different service lines uh, to make us one of the premier providers in Bergen County. Okay. And for, for those who are in different areas of the country, you're in north, northern New Jersey, pretty close to New York City? That's right. We're uh, just about 10 minutes away from the George Washington Bridge. Uh, we're easily accessible from Turnpike, Route 4. There's uh, lots, of, lots of ways to get here. Okay. And pretty uh, densely populated area. Extremely. <laughs> yep. Okay. And now, for uh, do you have uh, physician practices that are owned or affiliated with the system? There are a number of physician practices that we've been uh, acquiring, if you will, uh, or partnering with. Uh, and we've been basically, for the past several years, been adding these physician practices to our service line. You know, and we really do family practice, internal medicine, uh, all, all, all the major services, cardiology, um, basically, I think all. I think that's really the 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 a trend in the industry is, is to be having physician practices partner up with the hospital. So you know, besides the affiliated ones, so there's the affiliated doctors. These are the practices that are, you know, owned by the hospital, and then and then there's the um, doctors that are out in the field that are on our medical right. staff, and then right, you've right. got the doctors' offices that are owned by the hospital. Okay. So now, um, as far as uh, the clinical application environment, you have an HIS that was developed in-house, and this is really interesting to me because, um, as you and I have talked about, this is a rare thing now. So I wanted to talk about, um, first of all, the, the development process, process for uh, web HIS, you know, how it was developed, who were the uh, key players, things like that, just to, uh, to give some background. So back in the uh, mid-'80s, uh, Holy Name had been looking for a replacement for their clinical information system, and actually their entire IT system they were looking for a replacement for. And I had worked for a small company in Wall, New Jersey called Spectrum Systems Incorporated that was, uh, was selling uh, hospital information systems. Uh, the company didn't have a large product line. It, it basically all it had at the time was an outpatient billing system which we had run in a in just one hospital here in New Jersey, and it also had a, a small payroll application, which we had in a, in a few hospitals. And uh, this company um, came to Holy Name and and, and uh, proposed an entire information system, and the hospital was interested. So we signed a deal, and you know basically in in the in the mid 80s, 1986, uh, myself and another developer came to Holy Name. And we started writing all the pieces that were missing from the base application, which was really all the inpatient pieces, the ADT, uh, inpatient billing, coding, you know, simple things back then. I mean, in the 80s, you didn't have all the sophistication that you have today in IT systems. 
Yeah. Uh, that's really the real genesis of it. And then from 1986 on, you know, we just continue to, to develop the system and, and add more and more functionality to it. In 1999 uh, is when we um, made the leap to, to the web interface. Prior to 1999, it, it, was, a, it was a green screen text-based interface. And at that time, I decided to give it a name, and we, and we started calling it WebHIS, so Web-Based Hospital Information System. Um, and basically, you know, from there, we started adding tremendous capability because the web interface really improved our ability to, you know, uh, put data in and get and get data out. Right. And today, it's full of you know incredible functionality, uh, sometimes rivaling what the what the what the commercial products might have might have to offer. Right. Now, why did the organization decide to, to go with uh, something like this instead of, you know, one of the the, the more uh, established or, or more widely used vendor products? Well, I think the leadership here at the time um, really liked the ability to develop applications internally. Uh, when you do that, you, you get more flexibility. So we can easily, you know, create something that just doesn't exist on the market. Uh, we can react much quicker to, to, to things than a vendor could react to in many, in many ways. Uh, right. you know, if there's new regulation, something I've got to do right away, I've got a staff developer so I can just run to and say, you know, please take a look at this. We need to get this done versus you know, submitting a ticket into a vendor, having something prioritized. You know, you're, you're in line with you know, 100 other customers. Uh, there's, there's, there's just a big advantage. Our, our president and CEO usually or sometimes gives a talk about IT systems and will call IT as a, a strategy versus a resource. So at Holy Name, you know, we view IT as a strategy and not just a, you know, not, not just a resource that you must have to run your business. Right. Now, at this point, is it something where, where you are updating the system pretty often, or is it, is it something where you try to do it more um, in, in a planned approach, like a, you know, at, at certain time intervals, or how does that work? Well, there's a um, priority pyramid that I sometimes speak about where I talk about um, you know, what we do in what, in, in what order. And usually, you know, regulation things are really at the, at, at the, top, of that pier, at the top of that pyramid in general. Uh, we work on things first, anything that's uh, patient safety issue related. So if we identify something that could be a patient safety issue, uh, those type of things are at the top of our list. Um, mm -hmm. Bug fixes, if we happen to find a bug that uh, could affect something, we work on that. Um, then we work on regulatory requirements. Um, if there are low-hanging fruit, if you will, things that are you know, quick things that someone needs that could really increase productivity or patient care or whatever it may be, work on those, revenue cycle, um, and then, you know, finally operational efficiency, so things that, that really could make the operation in general more, uh, more efficient. Um, right. Recently, you know, with the ARA Act starting in 2009, meaningful use has been one of our top priorities uh, to, to, to achieve. And, and, and we did this twice now. We, we did it in 2012 by um, achieving the 2011 criteria. And we just completed the uh, the 2014 criteria, which puts us in line to start meeting for you stage two in October. Okay. When you have a system like this, 
one of the, the issues that uh, I was thinking might come up with, with development is, is that balancing act between you know, wanting to keep the users happy but then also not, not driving the developers too crazy with, with, with constant tweaking. And how is that something that, that you're able to navigate? Well, uh, in general, our users work very well with this, and they don't usually ask for things that are unreasonable. Uh, they also know that you know, I have a limited set of developers, so they don't come and ask for little tweaks here and there that, that aren't really needed, if you will. Um, as people come and meet with me about changes that they ask for, I really evaluate every request to see you know, does it make sense, uh, what value does it add, is it something that we have to do. There, there's a whole criteria that I, that I go through when, when evaluating what a, re, what a request may be. Um, and most of the time the users really do come asking for things that I think are appropriate. Right. I mean, I would think that that's, that, that's something that um, it sounds like you know it's managed well enough, but it's certainly something that I think maybe scares off some people just as far as you know will, will we uh, constantly be having to to make these changes? But um, as you said, it's a matter of having having the right people too, I guess. Yeah, and what's and what's really ex exciting about WebHIS is that we've been talking for many years about marketing it uh, and, and making it go commercial. And you know, we, we get this idea because the physician users come to us and say, you know, why aren't you selling this? You should be selling this. Um, they they talk about the surrounding hospitals and what systems are installed there, and and they always have praise for WebHIS and say it's easier here. It's you know, more intuitive, it's less step, whatever it is, it's less steps. You know, that they frequently tell us how much they like our system over the competition. Um, and you know, recently there's been there's been some activity with a consultant company that's helping us take a look at WebHIS, and you know, they looked at the system and said, you know, this this has definitely marketable traits to it, and want to help us get to a, to a marketable position. And then I also, you know, in in, in looking for other modules to add to WebHIS to make it better, different vendors uh, on the market have also come to me and, said, and asked, you know, is it running outside your four walls? You know, we're looking for a strategic partner to expand our product. Uh, some big names. So it, it's, it's really quite interesting. that This is an interesting time for WebHIS. Yeah. Is there any, any downside to doing that, to, to marketing it outside the organization? Well, the only downside would would be potentially that it would be a little bit harder to maintain because today it's really custom built for Holy Names workflow. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are things that we've built in that specifically fit here that may not fit as well in another organization. And I can't really give an example off the top of my head, but there are just some specifics that we that we that we built in that uh, might not be easy to implement someplace else. So. You know, for us to maintain the holy name version and then maybe a more generic international version could be a little bit challenging. Right. Now, as far as uh, the physician practices, um, what type of systems are they using? The physician practices have a number of systems. I don't know if you want me to give specific brands that are out there that, that, uh, that are being used, but there's one large um, ambulatory system that we're using today. And then there are a couple pockets from, from physicians that, that, that we picked up for, from different vendors. Um, 
What, what's the uh, the large vendor being used? So we're we're primarily using Aprima for our ambulatory mm -hmm. care system, and that's okay. you know that's the practice management side. And in an EMR, we've interfaced WebHIS very nicely with Aprima, so we send to Aprima lab results, radiology results, uh, and, and and other data. And we've also interfaced their their EMR with the WebHIS, which is a pretty cool integration. Uh, what happens there is that there's a button on the Aprima uh, patient record, and when the physician clicks that button, WebHIS gets launched. Aprima passes us the credentials of the user, passes us the patient context, and then we open up the hospital's electronic medical record right at the physician's desktop. So it really gives the physician, you know, access to the hospital's record with, with just a single click. It's 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 really slick. Okay. So it's not something where you're necessarily going to try to uh, extend WebHIS to physician practices, or is it just not really have the, that kind of scalability? It definitely is scalable, and physicians have, 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 have asked us, when are you going to develop WebHIS for my office? Right. We've been toying around with the idea of something called WebHIS Lite, which could be the ambulatory side of it. Um, but, you know, when you, when you look at, again, when you talk about development prior priorities, and if you look at all the meaningful use requirements for an ambulatory setting, some are the same as the hospital side, some are, some are different, and it, 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 will, it will probably take a, a good amount of effort to, to, to develop WebHIS enough to be used in an ambulatory setting. So it definitely is on our roadmap, but I don't really know when, when we're going to get to it. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, Visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.